Luke 21, verses 29 through 32. Hallelujah. And he spoke to them a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise, ye, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation, this generation shall not pass away to all be fulfilled. Father God, as we come tonight, we thank you and praise you for this beautiful day you have given us, God. You've you blessed us today in a mighty way. We thank you for it. We pray, God, for those that are not here with us tonight. Pray uh, for the rest of this service, God, in this message, God, as you help us to get it out tonight. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I just about, if I, if I didn't ha hadn't had that uh, bass guitar, strapped around me i think uh, that helped me hold back but i just about I, I about lost it when i looked back in the back and saw ronnie jumping up and down like brother paul was talking about sky high and shouting going on and uh, uh, sister darlene saw him run and that that got got her but she she missed that back there i said my lord why well, wish somebody had a, had their a phone out or something i'd like to have that video put on uh, on the internet uh you know, it just makes you feel good when you've prayed so many prayers. Hallelujah. And uh, God is definitely moving, amen, in his life. And can, and uh, I'm thanking God for that and praying for uh, Michelle also. And uh, she, she is, uh, she, she's a good, uh, good woman. She's a good mom, good, good wife. And um, I just hope, hope and pray, too, God will bring her in because... I know how close we are to this, and we're not we're we're not stopping. We're not giving up on everybody else's family and children. We're gonna we're believing God, as I said this morning, Amen. About brother uh, brother Darrell's, uh, uh, and and these children that we're talking about are children who who know God, and um, uh, who have uh, raised up in the, in the right way. And uh, I stand and declare and decree right now, the devil can't have them. He can't have none of them. Not a one. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Talking uh, tonight about approaching thunder, a storm. A storm is coming. Hallelujah. A storm is coming. I talked briefly this morning about what it meant by when it said this generation, and I pointed out that capitalized D there, uh, T there rather, and um, speaking about the generation that we are uh, living in. The Lord, I feel like, gave me some enlightenment about that many years ago. And I've, I've, I've talked about it and preached about it before. And uh, Israel uh, is God's timetable. Uh, and what happens there in the Middle East will affect every one of us. It will affect the whole wide world. 
Uh, that's one reason why we really need to be praying about this Iran situation. Uh, I don't, I'm sorry, and I, I, I really am seriously, uh, I, I'm sorry to have to say it. And it really bothers me to have to say it, but I just don't have no trust in our current administration. And I am, I am so concerned about what kind of agreement is going to be worked under the table. Because through this whole situation, you know it, I know it, and everybody else knows it, even President Obama knows it. They're continuing doing what they need to, what they need yeah. to do to get, so they can get an atomic bomb. Hallelujah. And the Bible plainly says... Amen. Uh, of course, it, the name wasn't Iran ba uh, back then, but the name has changed. But Iran is one of the, uh, the countries of the north that the Bible said is going to invade the land of Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, <laughs> there's just certain countries and there's certain leaders of nations, amen, that don't need to be able to get within... 500 miles of a nuclear weapon because if they had it, they would use it. They would definitely use it. Hallelujah. Um, and going back to uh, uh, what I started to say, uh, I was saying about Israel being God's time clock. Uh, I believe this beyond a shadow of a doubt that on May the 14th, I believe it was May the 14th, it was either the 14th or 15th, but it was 1948. Uh, Israel became a nation again. She hadn't had a homeland in close to 2,000 years. That event that took place the same year that, that our founding pastor, Brother Hale, uh, just made, uh, see, that Israel and Mother made uh, the first services started uh, for this church in the month of June. And uh, that very same year, amen, when Israel became a nation again and she began to fly her own sovereign flag, I believe it beyond a shadow of a doubt that that was the beginning of the last generation. That was the start of it. And from that time until now, there's been a there's been an unfolding. Things have been happening. Things have been uh, you know, working together to lead up to a climax. Uh, amen. To where the it's going to eventually end with the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And we need to be praying and seeking God like never before. And if you will put up that uh, one that first thing that I talked about this morning before I move on. Please, church, amen, let's take heed to the warning signs. Don't take nothing for granted, amen. Don't shrug your shoulders. Don't be so too busy and too involved in everything else to whereas you allow that thing to take you unaware because Jesus said himself there's going to be some people, amen, so caught up in the cares of this life, amen, that they're not going to realize what's happening. We have got to take heed to the warning signs. Now I'm going to move on. After we see the warning signs, hallelujah, we've got to consider preparations for the storm. We've got to consider preparations for the storm. 
on the screen there, they got they got a uh, a picture there. Some guys uh, boarding up some kind of storefront or something because they know a storm is headed. When you get the forecast and you hear that something devastating is coming. Hallelujah. You need to use some common sense. You need to begin to use some wisdom, hallelujah, and prepare yourself. I'm telling you people tonight, even church people, amen, who do not prepare for what's coming are going to suffer, amen, worse, amen, because God gives them the warning, amen, the sound goes up, and if they don't take some time, amen, to make some preparation, Amen. It's going to cause them to have to suffer a little bit more than what they they uh, um, they have to. And uh, thinking about that, I want to go to back to Luke chapter twenty-one, but I want to read verses thirty-four through thirty-six. Hallelujah! Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Listen to what he says. But take heed to yourselves. Take heed. To yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come, a, come on you unexpectedly. That's what I just got through saying. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. It is God's desire, hallelujah, to keep his people, amen, protected, amen, and taken care of. But church, we are going to have to prepare. We're going to have to watch as well as pray. Amen, we've got to get ready. There's a reason why God gives the signs. Why do you think he gives the signs? Because it is a warning, amen, to let us know so we can take the time. What did I say this morning? To find the safe place. Now there's something about Job, the book of Job, that always really amazed me. Hallelujah. Nobody in recorded history has suffered, I don't believe, as much as that one man did. All the loss that he had. Everything he had, he lost it all, even, even his children. And uh, everybody knows that story. But coming from a man, Brother Douglas, that lost everything he had, if you read, a lot of people read the first two or three chapters of Job, and then they'll jump back to the end to where... Uh, you know, God blesses him and gives him double. But if you take the time to really read the book of Job, he makes a statement. Here, and this statement comes from a man who's lost everything. He said, There is a way that the vulture's eyes can't see. There's a place you can get to in God. Hallelujah. There's a place. That the vulture's eye can't see. Now, the tribulation period, the 
the real reason for the tribulation is so God can prove to the nation of Israel that he is the Messiah. Hallelujah. They, they still don't accept Jesus as the Messiah. Amen. And the Bible said, calls the tribulation the time of Jacob's trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. And God is going to use this because to prove to the nation of Israel that he is who he claimed he was and who he is. Glory to God. Amen. But now the church, here we are, and all this stuff is coming and the storm clouds is coming. Amen. We are going to be affected by some of, amen, the things that, that, that is happening, and we've all, it's already. I mean, they are Christian people, amen, um, being tortured. They're, they're being killed, amen, and all, all of these things, amen, simply for the name of Jesus. And Jesus foretold, hallelujah. He said, you're going to bring you up before magistrates. Amen. He said, don't even try to think or consider in your heart. And I'm putting this in my words, but if you, if you, if you, get, if you get brought up before the judge or the magistrates, for my name's sake, Jesus says, don't try to premeditate and write down what your defense is going to be. He said, I'll fill your mouth at that very hour. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You see, the church is going into the beginning of this thing. But as I said this, this, as I said this morning, amen, when it gets so bad that it's impossible for, for people to come, uh, be saved and, and that everybody could, uh, will, will, could die because of it, God is going to take his church up. He's going to take his people up. Amen. And then those left behind that, God, which is going to be sealed, um, the 144,000, which, by the way, I, I, I know there somebody talks about this and talks about that, but just take what the Bible says. The Bible says, amen, it is from the, um, all the 12 tribes of Israel. It is the Jews that's going to go completely through, all the way through the tribulation period. But God's going to seal them. He's going to protect them. He's going, but but they're going to have to go through that so they can see for sure that he is God and that he is Jehovah, that he is the Messiah. Glory to God. I'm thankful, amen, for that. But let's get back to this preparation. He said, take heed to yourselves. Amen. We've got to, we got to understand what we're doing. Amen. We've got to understand some things. Now, let me stop right here, and I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement of what I talked about this morning. We're talking about preparations. There's going to be some things hit this country and this nation. We're going to see things that we have never seen and never known. There's going to be famine. There's going to be hunger. I, I believe that somewhere along the line that the grid is going to come down and there's going to be millions, millions across this country that's not going to have 
electricity. And that's part of, part of the ones in the book of Revelation that cause that many thousands and hundreds of thousands will die there in that time. Amen. We're going to see some things. We, can, we don't know. Nobody knows because Jesus says nobody knows the day or the hour. He comes, right? Okay. So that means we don't know how long into that tribulation period we're going, we're going to be before he takes us out. It's not going to be all the way through. We under, the Bible plainly lets us know that we're going to be taken out before it gets that way. That's why we need to make some preparations. Hallelujah. In the spirit and also in the naturally. I'm a, I'm a, I believe more and more every day. The Bible says that the man being head of the household, he's a priest of his household, he ought to be making preparations right now Amen, to help see that his family survives during this thing that's going to hit. Hallelujah. I believe that there should be some things stored up food-wise, food that will, uh, uh, that will last a while and, and, and will not go, go bad. Amen. And, and, and think a, a whole lot of things about that because that's coming. We're, uh, one, uh, 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 the day is coming even in this country that you're not going to see food on the shelf. My Lord, remember when we taught in the book of Revelation, I gave you the scriptures, we brought it all out. Amen. We ain't seen the day. I know we've seen some high prices, but we ain't seen the day yet that a loaf of bread will be $100. That day's coming because the Bible foretells it's coming. Hallelujah. God has given signs and warning, church, amen, that we can prepare Amen and help prayer. And if we make a little effort, glory to God, whatever my lack is, God's going to take care of it. Hallelujah. Amen. I, 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 I'm not one who believes that we're supposed to sit back and think and say, well, God, here I am. You, you, you do everything. Nowhere in the Bible God has ever, ever done it. He's always had a portion and a part that we've got to play. When you make one step, God's going to make another step. Hallelujah. Amen. Your welfare is his concern, and he wants you to not only just survive, but to thrive. Now, when things crash, uh, if I say the word Warren Buffett, how many knows who I'm talking about? Uh this man has made billions, known worldwide. He was called to give a speech just a couple weeks ago at some place, and he said there's something coming that everybody better prepare for. He said, you better prepare they are already secret meetings that's been going on. It's not going to be long, church, that the currency that we got in America is not going to be no more. They're secret meetings, and he mentioned some of those, those meetings. For high people in government right now are working on something to take the place of the dollar. All that stuff is happening, it's going on. 
when, when, the cra- when the crash comes and things take a nosedive again and it's coming, it's coming. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make the crash of 1929 look like a Sunday school picnic. Now, that was long before my time, but my dad, told, my dad lived through it, and because he told so many stories about it, uh, you know, uh, it's still very vivid and very real in, in, in my mind. But, and they're already doing it. I think everybody knows this is one of the signs of the second coming. coming. He said like it was in the day of Noah. Remember that? What, what happened in days of Noah? He said that violence filled the earth. What's happening right now? Look, look, look at that gang of uh, black people jumping on that one white guy the other day. Uh, another place I read about where um, uh, a, a man uh, and, and his wife was walking down the street and uh, somebody walked up behind him, pointed his gun toward the back of the head of the woman and pull the trigger. All this, think about the violence. Now, I, I, I was young, but I went through some of the things in the 60s during the civil uh, rights um, uh, era and everything, and some of the things that happened then is, is, is hey, that's, that, man, nothing compared to some of the violence that's already starting and happening here. And when people go to the grocery stores and they cannot buy food and they don't have nothing, amen, they're going to they're come to your house. Hallelujah. They're going to come to your house. They're going to come. They're, they're, they're going to be everywhere. It's, the Bible talks about the blood running in the streets. Now, I'll say this, and I hope and pray that you take this in the spirit what I meant it because that's the whole purpose of this sermon tonight. Uh, I've never, I've never, I've never been uh, a, a big hunter or nothing, nothing of that nature. Uh, I have done some hunting, uh, and uh, uh, back many years ago when I when I was real young, and uh, the uh, the only gun that I've ever owned is was an antique gun. A twenty-two passed on uh, to me when uh, Darlene's da- dad passed away. He had it for years and years. Uh, I don't know how old it is. And a uh, few years, few years back, uh, uh, Sister Darlene and I we decided we we gave it to Ronnie so he could uh, uh, have it and carry it on. And uh, I, th- I think he, you know, he he needs to get that thing checked and see what the value of it is. It's, it's pretty old. But but anyway, that's the only gun that I ever owned. But every every day I'm thinking more and more about getting something for the house. Because I think we have uh, an obligation to protect and to take care. And not just say, well, you know, God's gonna God's gonna take care of me. It's kind of like the story, and Brother Bobby told that story about that when the floods was coming, and uh, people tried to come get him. All oh, God's gonna take care of me, and uh, wouldn't go when everybody else here. They come later with the boats, and all oh, God's gonna take care of me, and uh, and then uh, finally they had to climb on the roof of the house, and uh, uh, and here come a helicopter, and uh, uh, he says, "No, nah, I'm staying right here because God's gonna take care of me." And then it wasn't long after that the fellow, fellow drowned and he found, and found himself standing right there at St. Peter's Gate. 
And uh, he said, Saint, he said, I don't understand it. He says, he said, I've always believed that you would take care of me. I always thought that you'd, and why in the world would you let me drown? He said, I done, he said, I done sent, a, I sent a jeep, then I sent a boat, then I sent a helicopter, and you didn't get on there, one of them. Hallelujah. As I was praying, the Lord gave me a scripture. I knew it was there. I've read it many times because I, I can't tell you how many times I've reread the Bible over and over. But it never really struck home. But in Luke chapter 22, verse 36, I want, you, I want them to put, put that on the screen. I want to show you something. Uh, that's not the aversion that, uh, uh, that I had uh, wanted to go up there. Um, Luke twenty-two thirty-six. There it is. There it is. Now, this is the word of Jesus. I want you to notice something. And he said to them, But now he who has a money bag or a bag for food, let him take it. Remember the scripture I just got through reading? Take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. Consider yourself, you and yours, those that you love, those who are responsible to you. Jesus says, uh, this ain't like when I sent you out two by two and told you don't take no money, don't take no script when I sent you out to preach. And that, that people, there would be people to take care of you. He said, but this is different. He said, but now, he who has a money bag or a bag for food, let him take it. And he who has not, let him give his coat for money and get a sword. He said, if you don't have a weapon, now this is coming from Jesus. If you don't own a weapon, you'd be better off selling your coat so you can get the money to buy one. Just... Just let that waller around before you swallow that. Hallelujah. What am I saying? I'm saying there's a storm coming. And we've got to be prepared. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe uh, 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 when the men get together and uh, too much longer, we're going to be uh, having, having a business meeting for too much longer. Maybe we, maybe as a church, we could cons should consider storing up some uh, some some more food products here, not not just for the deacons fund like we normally do to to help people out from time to time. But I'm telling you, folks, if you cannot look at the things that's going on and realize where we at, you need to really sincerely begin to talk to God, Amen, to show you. But now he who has a money bag. Or a bag for food. Let this now. This is the uh, Bible in basic English version. Uh, is the version that this comes from, uh, and he says, "Let him take it." And he who has not, or if you don't have a weapon, let him give his coat for money, and get a sword. Amen. 
Think about that, church. Think about it. All right, let me move on. I've got one more point that I want to talk about, and that's riding out the storm. Hallelujah. All right, we've talked about the storm coming. We've talked about all, all the things that are, uh, uh, that are happening, all the signs, amen, and the sirens are going off. We talked about making preparation, amen, and getting prepared, amen, for all, all, of, this, all of these things. Now, hallelujah, what do we do when it actually hits? Uh, amen, what do we do when it is here? Amen, what can we do to make sure, amen, that we can get through this thing, that the devil don't try, amen, to deceive us and that we can hold on until God said enough is enough, amen, and he comes in on the scene, amen, and ends it all. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up. Now, Michael is an archangel. He's the angel that's over all the warrior angels. There were three archangels in the beginning. Michael was an archangel. He was the angel that led the, uh, the armies. There are angels who do spiritual warfare. There's battle that goes on in a rim that we can't see with our natural eye all the time. Battles are being fought. Hallelujah. How many of you remembers the prophet uh, when they uh, woke up and his servant uh, uh, woke up and he looked and he saw the enemy uh, out there about, uh, about to get him, you know? He runs to, uh, to the prophet, amen, Elijah the prophet, and he said, Oh, master, look at here, master, look, man. They got us surrounded. What are we going to do? Elijah didn't say, please pass me some Prozac. Let me, let, me, let me take some over here. What did he do? He prayed. He says, Lord, open his eyes. <laughs> he can see that there's more for us than they are for them. Hallelujah. There's more for us than they are for us. Oh, glory to God. I don't know about you, but I know I'm on the winning side. Hallelujah. I know I'm on the side that's going. When the end comes, I read the back of the book, and we win. We win. Hallelujah. That's why we don't have to be concerned or worried. Amen. Because we put our trust in Jesus. So there are angels that was created just to fight and do warfare. Michael was the archangel. Another archangel was Gabriel. He's the messenger angel. Every time you see Gabriel, amen, he's given, sending somebody a message, amen, amen, from God. I mean, he came to Mary. He came to Joseph and, 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 all, and, and all those. And he's over all the angels that God uses to send out messages. Hallelujah. Who was that third archangel? Lucifer. He was over the, the angels uh, that to worship and, and all that. He's the one that fell. And the Bible says his tail took a third of the stars with him. Amen. So, so all men and all them, all them, all them angels that fell with him, they all became demons. And that's how come we're having to deal with all this stuff like Charles Manson and all that stuff. But that ought to still make you feel good, folks. 
because they was just a third fell. That means God's angels outnumber his two to one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. There's no way that we're going to lose this thing, brother. No way we're going down if we just keep our faith and our trust in God. He said, at that time shall Michael stand up. Uh, the great prince was standing for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall what? You don't make Michael mad. Hallelujah. Oh, man, man, them angels standing about nine or ten foot tall. Glory to God. Amen. With the power of God behind them. Yeah, the trouble's coming. We can't stop it from coming. The storm's coming. We can't stop the storm. Oh, but God's already got a plan. Hallelujah. He's all, look at somebody and say, God's got a plan. Hallelujah, glory, yeah. Clap your hands, grace of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus has already promised you that not a hair of your head shall perish. I, I was looking at Brother Paul, but I looked away when I said that. Not a hair of your head shall perish. Hallelujah. Here's the key. In, he said, in your patience, possess ye your souls. Now that's, I got I to gotta be honest. That patience is still something I've got a long way to go in. I, I'm a, and I think a lot of it has been through the accident since the accident was just darling, it amazes to me how she she keeps her patience now compared to many years ago. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Brother Bobby know brother Bobby knows about that because he <laughs> he had to come fetch us, but I think it was that and that was before that's before uh they got married, I believe. Yeah, y'all was living at the house we moved out of. That's right. Okay, yeah. Hallelujah. In your patience, possess your souls. But I, I would suggest, Brother Travis, that patience is something that you don't want to pray for. Because the Bible says tribulation. God's going to use some of this tribulation to tighten us up. God says, Sammy Pruitt, I've been working with you on some things for a long time. I want to make sure you're my child. I want to make sure you're ready when I go. So there's going to be, there's going to be some tribulation because when you begin to suffer and your family begins to suffer and your loved ones begin to suffer, there's nothing that will draw, draw somebody to their knees quicker than that. You will begin to call out to God. Hallelujah. So, yes, there's a time of trouble coming. But it's during that time of trouble that the word has already been spoken, even back in Daniel's time. At that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found. Oh, hallelujah. 
Aren't you glad your name's been written down? Aren't you glad your name's been written down? In the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I've, I've had people sometimes call me, get upset, and Brother Sammy said, um, we had a little something happen at the church, and said, Pastor called me in there and says, they said they was taking my name off the roll book. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Can't no man take your name out of the book of heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because it's not written with ink. It's, it's not typed in. It's not, it wasn't made with a word processor on a computer. Hallelujah. But it's written in the blood of Jesus. Jesus, glory to God, amen, once your name is written there, it's going to be there, hallelujah, glory, so one final scripture and I'm going to close, here, here's the key to riding out the storm, Acts chapter 27, Verses 30 and 31. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea, or that was the little uh, side boat, the lifeboat, whatever they had from the main boat, under color as, they, as though they were, would have cast anchors out of the foreship. Paul said, the, said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. This is the story, of course, when the apostle Paul was under arrest and they was taking him in chains to Rome. And they came upon that big storm. And I'm not going to go... It, uh, there's, there's several verses and uh, a couple chapters or so that tells all what happened during that time. And they got to the point that they hadn't seen sunlight nor stars in many days. Now, for them, that was total havoc. They didn't have no radar system back in those days. Hallelujah. They, they depended upon the sky to be their guide, the stars and and. and and the sun, and they hadn't seen, so they were lost in the midst of the storm. And they thought they was going down. So the sailors began to let down small lifeboats to try, and they was going to leave the main ship because they thought the ship was going under. But Paul stands and says, he tells the centurion, the one who was over all the soldiers on that ship, he said, you better tell them boys they better stay on board if they, want, if they want to be saved. You better tell them to stay where they're at. God is telling his church, listen, we got to abide, we got to stay in the ship. This is the ship of Zion. We cannot afford to let the enemy to sidetrack us, amen, to get us off any kind of way, amen, that we say, well, I'm going to throw my hands up and quit. What's the use anyway? Unless you abide in the ship, you can't be saved. If you want to be delivered from the storm, if you want to ride out the storm, amen, you got to stay in the boat. Hallelujah. I don't know what all is going to happen. Nobody knows what all is going to happen. We don't know all the timetables and all that stuff about it. But, folks, what we got to do is keep 
doing what we know is right to do. Keep doing what you know is right to do. There are going to be some times in your life like there's been times in your past. There's been times in my past that I didn't know what I needed to do. I didn't know what to do about certain things. I was at my wit's end, but it was in that time, amen, that when I prayed in my in my mind, the Lord spoke and go to me, amen. Uh, he said, you might not know, amen, what to do, but just keep doing what you know to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's going to be times, amen, that you're going to have, that's going to hit you, that you ain't going to know what to do. But in those times, just keep doing what you know to do, and God will take care of the rest. Give him a hand clap of praise. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep reading my Bible. I'm going to keep worshiping my God. Hallelujah. Until he carries me away from here, or till one day we come here and the uh, the police has got the front doors barred and won't let us in no more. Hallelujah. I'll still worship. I'll still worship my God. Hallelujah. I might do it, have to do it in the corner room of my house, but I'm gonna worship my God. I'm gonna keep doing what I know to do because I know there's going to be some times come. There's going to be some things that, that I'm going to face that I won't be able to have all the answers for. But as long as I abide in the ship, as long as you abide in the ship, the storm will eventually pass. <laughs> the storm will eventually pass. And we're going to have the victory. The devil, the false prophet, the mark of the beast, and all of those, they're going to be cast alive, the Bible says, into the lake of fire. But we're going to be standing on the sea of glass with the harps of God in our hands. Hallelujah. Worshiping the Lamb. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When John was seeing all of that stuff, God was unfolding to him, and after he done showed him the, the 144,000 and all that, then he said he saw an innumerable crowd, a multitude that nobody could number. And he asked him, he said, who are these? Lord, and he said, these are the ones who've come out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white <laughs> in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God.